to the Chris and Sam podcast. Pull up a bar stool and join us for a random conversation, guaranteed to make you think or your money back. Hello and welcome to episode 291 of the Chris and Sam podcast. I'm Chris. And I'm Sam. Welcome along to Randomness Technology and Life. That's what we're all about in your 30 minutes of awesomeness every week. Absolutely. Right. So what's been happening? What's been happening? Tell me an amazing story, Chris. Go. Uh, no pressure. Went, <laughs> I went for an audition for a, a film yesterday. You did. I knew you went to it. I had to go to netball practice, not myself, of course, but uh, how'd it go? <laughs> yeah, I just wanted to clarify. I could see you in a, in a short skirt. And, just um, wanted to yeah. clarify that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, no, it was all right. It was, it was pretty good, actually. Um, I just think that I'm made for that part because it just. Because <laughs> uh, I'm playing a bastard, basically. <laughs> An old. Grump, well, an old man, father figure. Yeah, an old bastard, pretty that's much. That's right. But um, yeah, no, it went all right. It, it was pretty pretty short, pretty sweet, but that's cool. Just I had a w- busy day yesterday, so went to work, then I went and did the audition, then I had three coaching sessions, and then I had uh, Dungeons & Dragons were put off to me last night. So. Amazing. Busy day. Yeah, busy day. Uh, so did you just like walk in, say some lines, and then just mic drop and walk out? Pretty much. I got asked to repeat them a few times. Oh, can, this time, can you put a little bit more emphasis on uh, something or other? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was good. That's, okay. That's Nathan directing. And Did they, uh, Mary was producer, I think. She was there. Yeah, yep. Mary and Paige, both producing. Well, yeah, it was just on, Mary. Yeah. Did, did they say how many people they had come through? No, but there were people ready to come in as, when I was leaving. So I, I was the first because I knew that I was... They started at five thirty, and I knew I had things that night, so I was like, "I have to be first. I have to come in." Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, but that, if we if that's filming, that's filming uh, October tenth um, for four days. Oh, I've got to be available. Should be all right. Very good. Uh, last week I went to Waitomo Caves. Yes. Very cool. Uh, very good experience. Obviously, school holidays are on. Uh, they've got 30% off all their normal pricing, which is great. <laughs> uh, no, it's really is, cool. Is that school holiday related or post-COVID related? Post-COVID related. Right. Because right, I right. think that was the price leading up to holidays. I think that's the price now. Check out their website. I will admit their website is very confusing because there's a whole bunch of different companies in the area with almost the basically the same name. And you end up going to the Waitomo tourism sort of page they sell the tickets it's not waitomo caves as such it's waitomo itself it's all rather confusing okay i went there years and years ago i did blackwater rafting at high school and uh in 2012 i learned they built a giant 10 million dollar concrete path there's a circle um ramp going all the way down spiral spiral ramp going all the way down and then you go through uh, it took them 10, uh, 18 months, and it's just amazing when you think how much gear and concrete and stainless steel handrails they had to take underground. So that was really good. Uh, the guy that took us through, he was an interesting character, young, real young guy. And uh, at one point, he was like, okay, we just got to wait for this other group to come back through the tunnel. Uh, now, um, other areas of expertise is uh, Game of Thrones, if you want to talk about that. And... Uh, Oh, I can't think what the other one was, but it's something is geeky and nobody said a word. <laughs> uh, so that was all good. And interestingly enough, when you get sort of near the end, he said, this is where we used to come in, but that's a mouldy burial ground and we had to walk past it all the time. Uh, but now we don't go down there now, which is good. It's all sealed off. 
Oh, cool. Then after that, we went back to the other main location to go on the uh, little boat ride yeah. to go see glowworms. Now, I will say, with tourist places, I wish, my wish for tourist places is that every tour guide is all at the same level of expertise and knowledge and things like yeah, that. Yeah, that's hard to do, but I get what you're saying. It's hard to do, and I will say our tour guide was amazing for, the, right, cool. for the boat thing. His name is Moy. Oh, so not the young guy. No, we, you, you, they're two different things. Two different companies. Yeah, it gets all rather confusing. So Blackwater Rafting runs the tours in the cave, and then I think Waitomo Caves themselves do this other tour. Like I said, it's all rather a bit weird how it's set up. I'm not sure. Moy is a sixth generation tour guide, and his son's there, he's seventh generation, from the first guy that started going underground there back Holy in the crap. day. Yeah. So for us, we went down. He's very funny. Very engaging. He uh, said, look, I'm going to just say a prayer to our ancestors and stuff. So he did all that. And then at one point, we're in a big open area underground. And he, he sung a song with the lights off. And you could just see some glowworms. Real, real cool stuff. He had some great stories. He knew a lot of stuff. As we're coming back uh, to get on the boat, he um, we passed another tour guide who was not a local. I don't know where he was from. He sounded like a robot. And over here, we have the stalactites and the stalagmites. Up the top, <laughs> you can see this. And you can see the people's faces just glazing over. And they just started this tour. And he's like, we're in the tunnel of the thing and thing in the Waitomo Caves. And I just walked past and I was like, I feel real sorry for you guys. Because our tour guide's amazing. <laughs> uh, one weird thing, though, is uh, you go in the jetty, I guess, or whatever you want to call it, underground. And the yeah, boat's yeah, yeah. there. And he loads you all up, and we're the first group, and the second group just stays behind. And you go into this big cavern, and he said, if you were here in the morning, we wouldn't have been able to do the whole boat trip, because the whole cave was flooded, a lot of water. And he went around in two big circles, and I thought, okay, we're just going to go back to where we were. No, no, we carry on, and then we go down through like a winding... Um, cave system and we pop out in some bushland and then we get off all the while these other 10 people are still underground standing next to this jetty with nobody watching them really like there's barriers and stuff yeah but i felt that it seemed like there should have been two people yeah two boats yeah two boats or two or i don't know it seemed but and he goes okay and then he, he went back off to go back in there Anyway, really good time. And the other great thing, Chris, 40% off everything in the gift shop, including if you already had a special. So it was like, uh, I think the t-shirts were 20 bucks. I think it, it was, I think it was on special. Sarah got a t-shirt for 20 or $25, got a free hat and then got a badge thing. And then on top of all that, it was 40% off. So I think she spent like $18. Oh, nice. Yeah, it was pretty good. Cool. Um, so I my experience with that, I did the Lost World. That's the one further up north, eh? No, no. It's oh, Waitomo, sorry. Lost World. But um, no, this is a while back, a long time ago. Um, but yeah, yeah, abseil, 50 yes. metre abseil through a hole in the <coughs> ground, tomo, tomo, whatever they call it. Yeah, yeah. And then um, then you do the uh, rubber ring, then the like yep. black water rafting rubber ring thing. That's the one. And then uh, tramp out. It, it, that, and that was excellent. So that, that cave really cool. that they do that in is the same cave we were in, but we're above it. Oh, right. Because at one point he says, look, there's some glowworms in that. 
And on this lookout, you can hear water going past, but you can't see it. He goes, oh, there's a torch in the corner. And you flick it on and you look down and you're like 20 meters, 20, 30 meters up. And it really throws you because you don't think you're that high. And you're like, oh, and he goes, yeah, if you're lucky, the black water guys will come floating through. But we didn't see any. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, no, very cool. No, it's, it's awesome. It's amazing. If you've not been there, highly recommend it. Yes. Um, okay, what else is amazing? Um, oh, I'm just going to go in the order that they're written down. What? COVID breathalyzer test trials are underway. So You just breathe in someone's face and see if they get yeah, COVID? No, it's effectively just like a breathalyzer with a thing. and But it gives you a reading straight away. Bleep. You're positive. Bleep, you're negative. That's pretty cool if that comes to fruition. Yeah, because well, they've said that every time they've used breathalyzer as opposed to, like, swabs, breathalyzer is always more accurate and quicker. I didn't even know that was an option to use. No, they're just creating it now. But that's the thing. They've used it for... Where's this? In the States or somewhere else? Uh, I, th- oh, I didn't write it down. I think it was in the States. I think it was, it was BBC that I heard it on. But, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, they're actually, they think they've got the, what they need to do to make it work. So that'll be, that'll be a huge improvement because it's cheaper. It's yeah. quicker. Yeah. That's... And it's, and it's, um, um, yeah, it's apparently more accurate. Did if, you, if you get it right. Yeah. Did you see that? I just randomly talking about COVID. I just saw that little thing the other day where the government wanted community testing to still be at like 4,000 a day. 400 a day. 4,000, I think it was. 4,000 a day here. Yeah. yeah. And you see what the actual figure was? Eight. Oh, really? So they, they were expecting a downturn on the Sunday, and it was like 300 and something they'd done. And then the next day, eight. <laughs> but we've almost reached capacity for the hotel people coming back into the country. Like, we do not have any more. They said, we're pretty much full. We are going to not be going to be able to uh, accept yeah, more don't people. Come. Don't come. Yep. Don't come now. Yeah, oh, wow. Okay. Stay good. in your COVID ravid country. Yeah. Even yeah. if you're expat. Yep. It's your fault for leaving. <laughs> I've got to mention the Burger King methane free perker ads. We're going to put a link to that in the show notes because uh, yes. you have to watch it. Um, I was going to play a bit of it. I just can't be bothered now. But it is, <laughs> it's it's mental, eh? Or is it just me? I just thought that was the most mental thing I've ever seen. Uh, I think you were more entertained by it than maybe I was. But I tell you what, if you watch it, you watch it once and you go, oh yeah, watch it again and watch what they filmed and the set that oh, they Oh yeah, no, to totally, totally. The, holy crap, they spent I didn't, some money on that. Yeah, and also, if you don't know who's behind it, I don't think you realise what's going on. It's just a big set production thing. Yeah, yeah, it's, but it's Burger Fuel. Burger. Burger King. Burger King. Let's just... Sorry. Oops. Yeah, they uh, they have this thing called the Resil- resilience project on stuff.co.nz and uh, it's talking about people overcoming things. And this woman recovering from a brain injury, she started making little pieces uh, for D and D Dungeons and Dragons. When you say making pieces, are you talking about the little models or pieces for the 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 map that they create? Looks like it's map. mainly the map pieces. Right, 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 yeah. Right. So, uh, but she suffered a brain injury, um, and she couldn't read words on the computer screen and all that sort of stuff. Uh, this is all from a serious car crash. And she's like, what was her actual job? She's like a scientist or something. I don't know. Anyway, but she's turned her hobby into an actual, you know, uh, business. So she's making all these little pieces. Um, 
So she had no idea. Yeah, you're she having a go at me because I said I played D and D tonight, and now you're going on last night, and now you're saying it's, it's people with brain injuries play it. No, not at all. No, <laughs> no. It's about her resilience come overcoming this. Oh, okay, I thought it was a subtle dig. <laughs> not at all. No, no, no. no so yeah, so she started 3D printing and then painting them, and now oh, okay. All these D and D people are all after her. Are they like monsters and stuff? Uh, she's done a Kickstarter page, uh, which was raised almost 40,000. It's, yeah, it's... Oh, little, right, yep, yep. It's yep. the little pieces, and it's also, um, the mapping, map bits. Yep. So. Oh, cool. Good on her. Good on her. Hey, um, do you know what campfires are in the sun? Uh... Have you is, heard of that? Is that with the latest imaging that they got from the sun? Yeah, yeah, so they, got, this latest, um, sun... What do they call it? Sun probe thing, yeah. which is, is cl- you know, the closest we've ever been to the sun, which is 73 million miles away from it or something. Yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, they they realised that they've always wondered why it's hotter outside the sun in the corona than it is at the centre of the sun. Oh, right. right? Yeah. Okay, okay, that's a good question. And then they've found that as this probe is the first thing that's shown, that there's balls of fire dotted around the atmosphere of the sun. Yeah. And they've been calling them campfires. Uh, they're they're huge, but they're not as huge as the sun. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. I saw it something on the TV at my parents, but I wasn't really paying attention. I just looked up and saw the image. I'm just like, who went, oh, yeah, we'll call them campfires. Because what? Could they not be called um, Great Balls of Fire? <laughs> With a little song, a little ditty. No? Great Balls of Fire. Yeah, I don't I, know. I, Anyway, uh, that, I didn't really have anything else to say on that. Good, good, good. But but the driver's thing's hilarious. Is this, so, did yeah, you see that? No. 46,000 drivers in New Zealand are on their learners or restrictors and have been for over 10 years. I can't work out. That's 46,000 that have been there over 10 years. Not 46,000, and some of them have. 46,000 have been on one of oh, the other okay. of so there's, over 10 okay. years. Okay, so there's a lot more people like at five-year mark. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. oh, and one year and whatever. Yeah, yeah. No, it's mental. But I thought they were I thought they were clamping down on that or something, like no, years that's ago. that's what they're going to be doing now. They're going to be forcing people. And they interviewed a couple of people on the news I saw. Um, this guy's, oh, yeah, no, it's 11 years since I did it. Uh, I failed, and then I was like, oh, I'll come back, and I just never did. You know, and, and I'm just like, how could you how many people? How many people do you know that are in that situation? Two. I've come across a couple. I've also come across- I at, at work or something, and one of goes, oh, yeah, I'm, uh, yes, uh, I've, I've stolen my learners. He, I was going to say, I don't think he's 10 years, but he must be getting close- I mean, he's married and stuff. Oh, yeah, I yes. keep thinking he's young, but, you know. so Everyone's know. young to you. It's Everyone's all relative. Young to me, so I don't know if it's 10 years, but, yeah. Man, that's crazy as. Uh, and I, like, they, a whole bunch of those people are not going to pass their tests. Yeah, but, like, I mean, also, I don't know. How many jobs have you had that you've needed to have a driver's license? Pretty much all of them. Yeah, I'm not. I like a lot I of mean, them, actually. Not. Probably not all of my jobs, but a lot of them I've had to. To be honest, I think all my jobs I've had to drive. Yeah. I've always had to, yeah. Yeah, so you just a- take that Actually, for when I measured pine trees back in the day in Rotorua, the reason I had that job is because the guy I worked with, the main guy, only had a restricted, and I had a full license, and my job was basically to drive him around <laughs> and then work with him. 
And he was just like, I, I do wish I I got my driver's license for a car when I was uh, young. Yeah, because oh, I did it when I was twenty six, but um, I should have done it beforehand because I had opportunities to drive the company vehicle in Spain, and they're like, oh, take it over to Portugal for the weekend and shit like oh, that. Oh, wow. like, I can't drive. <laughs> yeah, I don't have a driver's license. Probably not a good idea for me to be driving. Good call on your part. Yeah. So hey, there's an Australian study that's been happening, and. Uh, they reckon that the uh, cat parasite toxoplasma gondol, I don't know if that's pronounced right, but that's how that's it's going to be. A cat, in a cat. It's a parasite in a cat. Yeah, but basically it says two-thirds of Australians have been exposed to a potentially mind-altering cat parasite. I've got to stop licking my cat. Is that what you're telling me now? Yeah, no. <laughs> I, it's probably, to be honest, it's probably that thing that's growing outside that's multiplying. Diego... <laughs> Diego, thing. <laughs> yeah. So Diego actually said to me, goes, "You know that thing outside?" I'm like, "Yeah, there's more of it. It's all over there and over there." And I was like, oh, "Okay, good. It's taking over the world." So, uh, <laughs> yeah, we've got some fungus thing growing outside on a piece of cat shit. We think, um, and it's all furry. Like it looks like it's turning into a cat. And uh, yeah, so this uh, toxoplasma thing has ability to infect other species. So it's uh, allowed it to become incredibly widespread. Um, and it's even turned up in Australian dugongs, whatever the du- hell that dugongs. means. What's a gugong? Dugong. Go. Um, Never heard of it. Sea um, cow. Sea cows. Ah. Uh, you know the ones? Vaguely. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like it's manatee. Manatee, like those. Ah, oh, there we go then. Yeah. Uh, so the parasite has developed the ability to rewire the minds of mice and rats, making them attracted to the smell of cat urine. So it brings the parasite back to the cat. So our immune system forces it to become dormant, and then it hides and cysts in the brain and muscle. Mm -mm -mm. So that's good. Good, good, good. Uh, just it sounds, of, uh, it sounds so science fiction-y so but, then, the, but then so does all of our lives right now. The behavioural <laughs> aspect of what Toxo does to humans, the jury is still out, but I find it really hard to believe it has no effect. So I think in coming years we're all going to find out that we're all semi crazy. But they have they have had COVID passing from cats and oh minks minks are the big ones in the oh yeah in the uh, Europe they've had to slaughter all these minks and mink farms because the minks have all got COVID oh wow and they've been giving it back to humans nice so it's the gift that keeps on giving COVID so I'm like oh yeah yeah they probably probably can get it give it back and forth between animals and pets and, and humans here as well. How big do you think the world's uh, largest chocolate lamington is? I don't care because it's chocolate. If it was raspberry, I might give a shit. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, that's a deciding factor. Uh, no, Actually, uh, they did it by weight, to be honest. It's yeah. the heaviest. So we, of course, the Australians had this record. We had to beat it. And we did. We did. Okay. Uh, the, right. new, the new record... Is two thousand seven hundred and seventy kilos. Holy crap! So they just keep stacking it on top of each other, like it's in just a big pile. It's the equivalent of about fifty thousand individual lamingtons. How many eggs do you reckon goes into that? Hang on, give me a second. Yeah, uh, yeah, you work that out. Five thousand. Nah, thirteen thousand. Wow. Six hundred fifty kilos of sugar, and then more than five hundred kilograms of flour. There's an image there. Yeah, Look not, at not a waste at all. No, it's not. They're, they're cutting it up, and it's being given to the... Um, 
diabetic society. <laughs> no, no, it's no, Sorry. no, no. <laughs> that was. Crazy. It's going to Auckland City Mission okay. uh, to distribute through their emergency food program. The Australians only made one that was two thousand three hundred and sixty-one. Oh, so we smashed it. Yeah. So the we were going for the target of two thousand five hundred, and it's the organisation Cooks Night Off. They made it. Um, where you buy one meal and then another meal goes to a serving person. Oh, nice. Yeah, so it's all pretty good. They were um, expanding its services, selling their meals right throughout New Zealand, and this was a bit of a publicity stunt. Ah, oh, fair enough, I guess. I mean, if you're going to spend money on advertising, that money feeding the homeless people is a good I think so. Option. Yeah. I think we need to do more. We need to beat more world records with food, maybe. yeah. yeah. Yeah, eyeing that hot dog freaking championship. Um, okay, so <laughs> no, I don't know about that. I, I wrote this down. I wrote this down. America's future looks bleak. I know you've been l- l- waiting for me to tell you about oh, this. I'm, I'm yeah, on the edge of my seat. <laughs> Love it. Go. No. All right. So the New York Times. Yeah. Have said they're all screwed. No. Yeah. No, they didn't. Actually, let me ask you a question. Okay. If uh, if a COVID vi- uh, vaccine was introduced today, how many people do you think would take it up here in New Zealand? Oh, in New Zealand? 98% of people. And in the States? 37% of people. <laughs> no, it's not that bad. It's 50%. Because they're all still stupid. Ridiculous. No, but, 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 but. Okay, so the, the reason that it's terrible, first of all, is medical advisors say that Needs 85% uptake in the vaccine in a population, any population. To be effective? To be effective for, for it to be a successful vaccination oh, program. Okay. So you can you can handle having 15% not, which, yeah. which there will be some people that just can't. Oh, for, yeah, for, for, whatever, for whatever reason, reason yeah. right? So anyway, so, 5G so you need right. 85% yeah. and they've only got 50%. Now, there is the reluctance that... We all know and love of anti-vaxxers. And, anti-vaxxers, yeah. And various conspiracy theories. Yeah, yes. good, that good. don't make up the whole 50%. A big part of it is that a whole bunch of them, otherwise quite sane people, and maybe when you hear the reasons, you'll go, yeah, that's sane. They're like, uh, don't trust the Trump administration. Oh, yeah, okay. And yeah, they, yeah, true, and true. They, they, and well, they're not listening to. They're doing the last major vaccine was it measles or smallpox or something. Took twenty years to develop. Oh my god! Oh, this okay. takes six months. Yeah, okay. I'll let that guy go first, and I'll check out how he is in a year's time, and I'll think about taking it then. So there's a lot of those factors going on, which yeah. aren't really stupid. Stupid. No, factors, no. Okay, that but, makes sense. But um, you're just going to have to do it, like. So the problem is, if only fifty percent take it up, this is no. This is going to be an issue for America for like the next decade. No, yeah. no scientist said that. That was my opinion. Decade, but like seriously, it'll it'll drag on for years. Yeah, it's crazy, eh? Like, uh, yeah, I don't know when we'll all be able to just go <laughs> traveling and stuff again. Properly. Well, the difference is here we trust our medical professionals. Oh yeah, and we've if got. We have a vaccine here. We know they're not just going to go, oh, the, the FDA approved it, chuck it in your veins. Yeah. They're going to come over here. They're going to test the crap out of that before they give it to us. That's right. And we'll have it. We'll get more than the 85%, and we'll be able to go and travel around the world and and, and do stuff and take photos of poor American people with swollen bellies and flies buzzing around their heads and stuff. Yeah. There um, was a, 
um, there's a thing going around the internet today. I saw it quite a few times actually pop up. And this person was saying that their work colleague is an anti-vaxxer, but they're microbiologists and they can't get their head around how this person can be an anti-vaxxer. And then somebody else chimed in and said, oh, I worked with a guy that's really high up in uh, working in evolutionary science or something, but doesn't believe in it. And then tries to justify it while he's teaching both sides of the argument that evolution did not happen. It's weird, eh? To be in that role. Oh, oh. The, um, somebody, something I was watching today, they said, beware of any ideology that forces you to take on two conflicting ideas and say they're both right. Yeah. That's authoritarianism. As soon as somebody is telling you, yeah, believe that and believe that, but they're both fundamentally conflicting, you can't when have that, that happens and people go, okay, the world is doomed. <laughs> Good to know. Good, Good to, to know. know. Good to know. Okay, so we're just about done, are we? Um, oh, I thought this was really cool. COVID testings of buildings. They've been saving lives in America with this. So um, old folks home. It was a university doing it in one of the states. I forget which state. Oh, okay. Uh, and they were doing a bunch of government buildings and, and homes. And what they were doing was swabbing the air ducts. Oh, right. And then they were doing tests on them. And COVID appeared on one of these things. Yeah. So we went and test everybody, found two people, isolated them. They probably saved a whole bunch of lives. That ah. was quicker to test the building okay. once a week or however frequently yeah, yeah. they were doing it than testing everyone inside. And then as soon as they got a positive, they can f- put their forces. Yeah, it just depends on how quick that turnaround is, really, yeah, I guess. but I'd never thought of it. And it's quite, it's, it's well, quite if, clever, eh? If your building's able to... Do yeah, that, I mean, like, it, yeah, yeah, it won't work for every building and, and um, all sorts no, of... No, no. I mean, you know, there, and there are places where it's a good idea. So, obviously, they should be doing that in hospitals, particularly non-COVID wings, obviously. Yeah, yeah. And things like that, just to oh, make sure it's cool. not spread. But I thought that was pretty cool. And finally, uh, finally from me anyway, what do you not do when a petroleum tanker crashes <clears> in the highway? You run up to it and take some video of it and you get as close as humanly possible. Worse than that... You jump on top of the fuel tanker. You grab a jerry can, run over oh, and on. try it. What? <laughs> try no. A jerry no, you can don't. Up. No, that's what they did. Where? A bunch of people in Africa. And, oh, uh, my gosh. They're what? not uh, sure who because they cannot. They were they burned, beyond, burned beyond recognition. But, yeah, a whole bunch of pe- cars just stopped, got the jerry cans out, ran over. So you're, you're racing. <laughs> they you're, all died horrible, painful, screaming deaths. I can, oh, so hilarious. I can tell. Uh, Oh, you're cut up about it. <laughs> so you're like racing against the clock because you do not know what's going to happen, but there's free fuel. Like, Let's go, guys. How do you know that it's even fuel that's useful? Oh, yeah, it could have been anything. I don't know. Oh, I put it in my car. It was diesel. They're probably really good at reading. Now, I'm assuming there's signs on the back like we have here, maybe. I have no idea, but... That, and then, so I was, I was listening to that in the news today. I was like, what a stupid thing. Yeah. And then they go... Of course, this isn't the only time this happened. This happened three years ago as well. And I'm like, what? Then you still haven't learned. <laughs> but maybe, maybe three years ago, they were successful and got the No, pet- no. No, no, died. they got some petrol before it blew up. 
And then they're like, oh, Maybe sweet. some of them got away. Yeah, I mean, this right. is, you know, the cost of petrol is just too damn high wherever you are in the world. Yeah, I think that was Nigeria, but I'm not sure. It was somewhere like that, yeah. Very good. Uh, <laughs> I mean, not very good. It's terrible. And I'm like... Oh, I, sorry. I you're have. right there. <laughs> yeah, okay. Cracks me up. What what is coming up? We're recording this just before the weekend, and I know you're super I've got busy. A huge big weekend. I'm going to the Professional Speakers Association of New Zealand annual. Um, what do they call it? Academy Intensive. Yeah, I'm teaching a workshop on TEDx and crafting your talk concept. There's a lot of. Uh, There's a bunch of international speakers being streamed in and a bunch of uh, Kiwi people. Kiwi people, so yeah, live. So, uh, yeah, I've a um, little bit nervous, to be honest. A little bit nervous. Yeah, but I, I should be fine. I think as a whole, you'll be fine with the people there, but there'll be one or two people that'll be like, you know, just really intense and. Yeah. But then who knows? They could, in theory, they could be. Re- Well, I mean, the the good thing is I'm going to get to meet a whole bunch of really cool people and hopefully um, get some opportunities in the future as well. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That's right. It's that whole networking opportunity. And what have you been up to or what have you got coming up? Uh, Just got the weekend off. I think we're heading to Tauranga at some point. That's about it. So, uh, and I've got to edit this podcast and schedule it and all that good stuff. All right, all right. It sounds like you're busy, and I've got to get Diego to feed the cat while I'm away. <laughs> Excellent. Sounds good. Uh, until next time, I'm Sam. I'm Chris. See ya. Bye. Hope you enjoyed the show. Make sure to subscribe, and we'll catch you next week. Don't forget to tell your friend.